mind is just like a computer. And when you plug them AirPods in your ears and you bombard yourself with ungodly music, amen, and you allow that TV to get in your eyes and you bombard your eyes with ungodly things. And when you watch and listen to ungodliness, there's a constant bombardment of the mind and of the soul. And we bombard our mind. And if we're not careful, we'll ruin it. We'll ruin it. I was talking with a young man back last year. He reached out to me. Pornography was ruining his marriage. And he reached out to me and asked me some things, uh, some advice, some ways that I could help him. He just wanted to get his home back together again. Here's what he said. He said, I can't think about my relationship with my wife in the right way anymore. And he said, I'm not sure I'm ever going to be able to. He said, I can't look at other women right anymore. He said, Every, all the other women that I look at, he said, I view it through that filter that I've got messed up in my mind. And he said, I'm trying to do better and I want to do better. But he said, it's like, he said, it's like I've got my mind in a certain gear that I can't get it out of. And you see, when you allow things to bombard your mind, it ends up rottening and ruining it. Those things that we allow ourselves to see, those things that we allow ourselves to listen to, those things that we allow ourselves to consume, it ruins the way we think. You know why there's little old teenage kids all across this country going to high schools and shoot up their school? Because they've sat for hours in front of violent video games and they've ruined their minds. And all of a sudden they think that stuff's the right thing to do. Because they've allowed their mind to be ruined. And it's all about our input. It's all about what we allow to come in. And it ruins, it rots the mind. And Paul said, boy, if you want to be transformed, you're going to have to work on this right up here. You're going to have to get the way you think right. And one of the problems is we ruin our minds through a constant bombardment of ruin through our ears and through our eyes. And we're ruining our mind. Here's what they tell kids. They say, sow your wild oats, it'll be all right. But I'm going to tell you something. There's things I listened to and watched and did as a young person that still affects the way I think about things to this day. It ruined a lot of what I've got going on up here. So there's a bombardment. Then there's a besetting. We allow ruin to beset our minds. What do you mean, preacher? We fill them up with so much junk that we can no longer have any room for the good stuff. My phone, I use a lot as a camera. It's full of pictures. Some of those pictures are valuable. They're pictures of my kids. Pictures of and and videos of things that I'll always want to remember. Memories that I'd love to keep. But you know what else is on my phone? screenshots of stupid stuff, lists and things. I hate to say it, but maybe a selfie or two. It's the most prideful picture on the planet. Probably 60% or better, 70% of the pictures that are on my phone are absolute junk. They're absolute junk. I don't need them. They're nothing but junk. The other night, I'm sitting in that service at youth camp, and boy, it's breaking loose. And I think to myself, I'd love to video this choir singing. And so I put that 
I put that camera on, I turn it up, and I get the video up, and when I push, it says, boop, not enough storage to record this video. And so I'm hurriedly going through trying to delete all the junk I got in there to make enough room for something that I actually want. You see, we do that with our minds. We fill them full of junk. And then when God comes through and wants to deal with us and wants to help us and wants to bless us and we've got some good stuff that we'd like to input, all of a sudden there's not any room. Why? Because we have beset our minds with filth and trash and garbage and all of a sudden there's no room in our minds for the good things anymore. And the Bible talks about a reprobate mind. Romans chapter number 1 verse 28. I'm going to deal a lot of time with that. A reprobate mind literally means a mind that is worthy to be thrown away. Some of this crowd, they get to the place where their mind is so corrupt, God said, this, there's not any use for them anymore. Just throw them away. Their mind's reprobate. There's no helping it. There's no fixing it. And I'm just going to say this. I, I, the only reason I bring up a reprobate mind is to say this right here. The people who are designing our video games, putting out our media, acting on our stages, uh, singing them rap songs and rock songs, and in a lot of cases, them country songs, uh, they're people who have a reprobate mind. Uh, now, why in the world uh, would Christian people uh, decide to give themselves uh, to a bunch of people that have a reprobate mind uh, and allow them to sing to them uh, and allow them to entertain them? Why would we do that? Got a reprobate mind. But what I want to deal with tonight is the renewed mind. Paul said, we need a new way of thinking. We need a new way of thinking. Let me say this to you. You see all this gray hair? 44, heading on 45. Some of y'all say, some of y'all say, boy, you're old. And then some of y'all say, you're still wet behind the ears, preacher. But let me tell you what, I'm old enough to be set in my ways. Come on now, and y'all are too, just shake your little Baptist head up and down. I'm old enough to have an idea about how I want to do things. And changing the way I think about things can be one of the hardest things in my entire life. It's hard, it's tough. Paul never said this transformation process is going to be easy. There's no promise of it being easy, but what I will tell you is it's worth it. It's worth it. So let's think about three things right here, and we're going to go eat some shrimp. In the transformed mind, in the renewed mind, number one, how are we going to renew our mind? Well, number one, we have to learn to control our input. We've got to learn to control our input. As I said just a moment ago, you cannot bombard your mind with filth and have a holy mind at the same time. You've got to learn to control what comes in. There's certain things that if they come up on my TV, I ought to scramble to get the remote, change the channel, turn it off fast as I can because I have no business watching it. I, there's certain things if it comes on the radio, I ought to change the channel because I have no business listening to it. I, and I know that I have to control my input. Back there on the soundboard, we were fooling with it Saturday night and there's a button that says input <laughs> I was thinking about this message there's wires plugged in all to the back of that board and guess what's coming out of the speakers tonight what's coming out of the speakers is what's plugged into the board it's the input 
Can I say the Bible said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And what is ultimately in our minds is what we allow in there through the eye gate and the ear gate. You say, I can't help that. Yes, you can. Paul told the Philippians, he said this, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, uh, whatsoever things are pure, uh, whatsoever things are lovely, uh, whatsoever things are of a good report, uh, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Uh, Paul said, control what you think. Uh, watch what you allow in. Uh, you're in charge. Uh, you've got to control it. Watch this tonight, church. I'm losing some of you. Look right up here. Listen to this tonight, church. You may not be able to control what goes on around you, but you can control what goes on inside of you. Everyone in here wants to say, I'm responsible. You know what it means to be responsible? Think about that word, response-able. That means you are able to control how you respond. Someone who is responsible is able to control how they respond. Let me say this to you. If you're going to be a responsible person, you've got to control what you let in. You've got to set some boundaries. You've got to draw some lines. You've got to say there's some things I'm not going to watch. You've got to say there's some things I'm not going to listen to because regardless of what the devil would tell you, the devil would tell you it's not that bad. The devil would tell you it won't bother you. The devil would tell you it's not going to burden you. But whatever the devil tells you, it's a lie. What I'm going to tell you tonight is what you let in. is what's going to come out. You've got to learn. Learn to control your input. Control, control that input. So I got to be careful what I let in here. I got to be careful what I see. I got to be careful what I hear. So I've got to control our input. Then secondly, I've got to learn to curb my instincts. Curb my instincts. Preacher, what are you talking about? Simply this. I have a desire to be right and to always think I'm right. But I've got to get to the place where I have a humbled mind. A humbled mind. Can I tell you what the rest of Romans 12 is about? The entirety of the chapter is about having a humbled mind, esteeming others higher than ourselves, uh, looking under the things of others. Uh, over there in Philippians 2, when Paul talked about have the mind of Christ, uh, he bookended it on both sides uh, with a humble and having esteeming others greater than ourselves. Uh, that's what it means uh, how to control our instincts. We have to look on the things of others. Let me tell you what I've had to try to discipline myself to do. Are you listening? As the pastor of this church, I've been here. I didn't pastor in that building, but not hardly that long, but I've been here a long time, 20 some odd years. And as the pastor of this church over the years, I've had people that have came to me and tried to help me. They, were, they tried to help me. Criticism. Things that could be done better. All that is a, that's an attempt to help. But me and my hot-headedness and my bull-headedness a lot of times over the years, I, I've said to myself, well, what they think they think they are, uh, what they think they're doing. Uh, and I'm better and smarter and brighter and I know what I'm doing. They don't know what they're doing. And boy, I've learned over the years, a lot of times people do know what they're doing. Now, you just be honest. When somebody comes to you and says, you could do this or you could do that, down deep in your heart, what rises up? 
rebellion and pride. Come on now. Every last one of us. Let's see who they think they are. Tell me what to do. There's some of y'all sitting here right now. When I preach on things, you sit back there and you might not never say it out your mouth, but in your mind you think, who does he think he is? Tell me I shouldn't listen and watch. And what does he th- who does he think he is? That's that heart of rebellion. So here's what I've started pray- praying, Brother Billy. When... When there's anybody that comes to me and they give me an idea or they say they'd like to do this or that, that, you know what I, you know what I pray? Instead of allowing my mind to think, well, who do they think they are? Well, they're a real hot shot. You know, what I, you know what I pray? I say, Lord, help me to see it their way. Put me in their shoes, Lord. I want to see it their way. I want to understand it like they understand it. Because I may be wrong here. I might not be at looking at this thing right. Lord, they may have the right idea. So you help me to understand it like they understand it. Uh, help, me, help me get my mind around, around what they're thinking. Uh, that's how I'm trying to pray in these days. Uh, it's a change of instinct. My instinct is to guard myself. Uh, my instinct is right and you're, I'm right and you're wrong. Bless goodness, and I don't care what you think about it, uh, but you've got to curb that instinct. Uh, if you want to transform your mind, uh, you're going to have to have a humbleness of mind uh, and you have to start praying oh God help me look at it like others are looking at it transform the way I think you got to learn to curb your instincts you got to let that guard down some people are real defensive naturally I, you know some people you go to Billy and you say that's a nice green shirt Billy that's a nice green shirt Billy I don't know about them dogs and what in the world is that? Good grief. Gabe looks 